Dodge Yahoo, Phantom of the Forest, you spear finger, fire dragon, Ohio grass man, silver giant, bloodless hollow, West Virginia vampire, coyote king, hogzilla, devil, dark coyote killer. Cave creature, mothman, smoke wolf, a lizard, demon, ashman, grafton monster, cow killing bastard, shadow creature, dust man, Cherokee, death cat, wild man, great fire rape, what else do I have to say? Steal yourself some chicken wire, and I'll get some blubber, cast the thunder brothers, don't you dare get out of the golf cart. We can keep our pixies while we hunt the pixies. Smelly gastroti, red island bear beast, silver giant, squalling savage, black wolf was kind of average. Stone giant, raven, mock a midnight, whistler, wampus beast, wild wild woman, Ohio grass man again. Technically, huckleberry wolf, man of wolf county, need to find the axe again if we hunt the lightning man. The west is werewolf, deadly howl, Kentucky hellhound, little girl, headless horror, I can't take it anymore. Steal yourself some chicken wire And I'll get some lumber Catch the Thunder Brothers Don't you dare get out of the golf cart We can keep our big seats While we hunt the big feet This here's Big Feats The Mountain Monsters Watch Along Podcast That entertains as much as it educates uh, Hopefully we're inspiring a new generation of Bigfooters here I'm the Hog Demon of Cock County Robert Rockway and I'm the lusciously fad Sean, baby. And I am respected and award-winning author, Jason Pargin. <laughs> You're trapped in this podcast. We're not letting you out. If you have not been watching Mountain Monsters along with us, for one thing, that is such a deranged thing to do to only listen to this. Again, this show <laughs> is called Mountain Monsters. It is on HBO Max or just Max if you have it. Uh and probably has been uploaded to many other illicit places. But if you have Max, you can watch these episodes as you go and you will not regret it. I know that in each of these episodes, we say this is the best episode of mountain monsters yet. We always mean it. Always. Uh, these people they up their game every time. Yes. They're pros, experts, uh, artists, artists. And I realize to someone who has never seen an episode of Mountain Monsters, it may not be clear why we have dedicated our entire lives to following this show. <laughs> Just watch one episode. You you will see. It is it's it's yes, it's a Bigfoot hunting show. Uh, within the first few minutes, you will realize it is so much more. I heard uh, somebody said uh, it added to Roku to the Roku channel. Uh, that's the first free free one so if you don't have a or want to pay for a max subscription go look it up on on roku watch the show uh there's there's some debate as to whether or not this ninth season truly is going to happen uh you can make it happen you can be the difference you want to see in the world and and it it needs you it needs you to live i mean i assume that the cast of mountain monsters is on strike with along with the the rest of the screen actors guild and they probably are making some fairly huge contract demands but they're worth it these people are they are writing and uh producing and i think building a lot of the sets themselves they they do it all they would have to their work has to encompass five or six different unions yeah the chupacabra hunting union wild bill just he can't he loves to work He's uh, I saw him in some local theater. He's doing local theater just to like mm -hmm. keep the acting bug alive. Have we looked up if he was really a marine? 
this is the thing. I was going to actually mention this later today, but we might as well get into it now because this show has no set format. Uh, for one thing, on IMDb, Wild Bill is not listed as one of the performers. There's a person on there called William Neff. If you click on it, it's a different actor. It's, it's not this guy. It's someone who, another actor. So IMDb does not have that linked to him. Also, also, Buck, real name Jacob Lowe, has another acting credit on IMDb. <laughs> now, now, again. Is this just another IMDb error? IMDb actually is really buggy. It, there's on any kind of a lesser known show, it's not reliable in any way. So, is there just another real actor with that same name, or has Buck done other acting work? But anyway, it's something that I would like to investigate, but I don't want to feel like a stalker because I have too much respect for these men. He was a reenactor. In the true crime documentary? I, as far as I understand it, because the true, it's a true crime documentary with a lot of credits <laughs> of people playing other characters. There, I bet, I bet we could figure out that crime. Uh, that's a, that's a real, uh, uh, demographic choice. They have made with their reenactment. I bet we, I bet we can narrow that one down with some, with some police Start work. Start in an erotic thriller. Uh, before we, before we get into it. Uh, anything, any, surely there's not anything anyone wants to plug on this podcast. If I have done the math right on this episode, my new book is now out when this episode airs. It is out in the world called Zoe is Too Drunk for This Dystopia. It's a sci-fi novel uh, as part of an award-winning series of novels starring the same character. Uh, so, yes, that is how I paid the bills that and also, I have 300,000 followers on TikTok under, under the username the username Jason K. Pargin. I'm going to go ahead and plug my favorite podcast, Big Feats. Uh, that's the one we're doing right now, the show we're doing right now. Listen to this. Listen to this, this podcast. Uh, but more importantly, uh, this is a few episodes into the show, a few episodes under our belts. We need to keep kind of word of mouth going uh tell tell somebody tell your friends tell uh, tell a teacher <laughs> uh give a leave a review leave a review on apple maybe helps the most just because it's the most visible but honestly anywhere anywhere you do that uh tell tell folks about us or we will tell them about you uh x files reality cryptid monster hunting show really it's hillbilly monster improv and uh but they're slowly inventing all the rules of improv independently, episode by episode, and breaking them. I mean, they're really refining them, seeing how far they could stretch. They're, nobody told them that improv exists. They think they're inventing it uh, as they go. Uh, they hunt all sorts of creatures, mostly, but not, as we will see this episode, entirely big feats. Uh, always, always in their own backyard because they, they have to have real jobs. Uh, so this has to be something they can drive to on a weekend. Uh, our cast is Trapper. He's the leader, not the Trapper. Uh, Huckleberry is Bigfoot Security. Buck, the rookie or the caller or the husky ninja. They have not found a good place for him yet. Jeff is our hillbilly holler research scientist. Willie is our Trapper, uh, not Trapper. And Wild Bill, uh, they call him a tracker. He's literally never tracked anything. I mean, he might he might have some tracks. Uh <sighs> Jesus. <laughs> but, but where uh, he's mostly there to fall out of trees. Uh, I'm not kidding. That's his job. He yeah. falls out of trees and uh, professional. So at it. I shouldn't say good at it. He's really good at getting up a tree. It seems crazy <laughs> never, he never learned how to get out of it. 
does not have the dismount. I think we're watching him uh, invent getting out of a tree in real time every episode. <laughs> it's not going well. I'd say the fact uh, that he's still alive means he's 10 out of 10 out. Because it feels like he can't fuck it up harder than he does every single time. And yet he's got to be. God, he could be anywhere from 35 to 80 years old. Uh, yeah, it'd be a rough 35. Shape. But he, if anybody has a rough 35, it's going to be Wild Bill. I think he's a Highlander because... yeah. That's the only reason he's alive when uh, mostly what he does is run and attack things with chainsaws, including himself. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There's no way he's alive without some sort of mystical intervention. We are talking about Mountain Monsters Season 1, Episode 7, Kentucky Hellhound of Pike County. And uh, as we will try and probably forget to do, we're going to look up the monster, uh, the monster Kentucky Hellhound. Uh, Plenty, plenty of stuff on hellhounds. Plenty of stuff on Kentucky. Kentucky's real. Uh, oh, yeah, but put, a, put the two together. No, there's not a hellhound in Kentucky. That's <laughs> fucking stupid. Why would there be? That's right. They have made up a cryptid for this episode, and these are my favorites. And listeners, you're going yeah. to find out very quickly why these episodes are my favorites. And again, if this is your first time to Big Feats, these men are going to go into the woods and with zero prior planning are going to improvise a hunt for a creature that does not exist. They are going to be attacked by it and are going to narrowly miss catching it, or at least that's what has happened in six out of six prior prior episodes of Mountain Monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the stakes have gotten higher because they are on a little bit of a losing streak. Um, a little bit. Just a little bit. Also, they <laughs> just... Just every episode so far, except for the one where they got three dogs. Wait, that's still a losing streak. They weren't looking to get three mobile dogs. <laughs> he, uh, they have changed the intro a little bit. And I don't know if there was like a break in production after the first six episodes or what, but they changed it and added some voiceover to clarify that this show is not about these men assassinating cryptids every week, but to, but to identify and explain uh in the actual show, they will not obey what the voiceover says. They will continue no, each week not. to set out to murder these creatures yeah. for zero cause or justified reason. Sometimes you can actually almost see them get the note of like, wait, no, you're we're supposed to be their majestic like creatures. We're just going to capture one and they'll play along with it for like one or two scenes. And then they'll be right back to like. I'm going to fucking kill that son bitch. <laughs> then they spend like a good five to 10 minutes just trying to figure out how to make it personal. Like they seem to know that they shouldn't just want to kill a hellhound. They have to like personally need a reason to do it. And they just quite never quite get there. <laughs> every episode, almost every episode that somebody will literally say the words it's personal. Right. <laughs> like As though they are dirty, Harry realizing that, that the, Criminals have assassinated his son. This time, this time, Bigfoot, you've gone too far. Uh, this time, it's it's Hellhounds, Kentucky Hellhound, mm-hmm. and uh, we start every episode in a truck debriefing in a in Trapper's truck, We're going to Pike County, Kentucky, uh, after what they call the historic Hellhound, like the uh, the the rich history, the rich tapestry of of Hellhound presence in Kentucky. Uh, Huckleberry chimes in with, used to have some mighty fine whiskey there. Like, real sadly, as though the hellhound has stopped the flow of whiskey. <laughs> that son of a bitch. Like, maybe it's a dry county now because of all of the hellhound right. sightings. And People mullings. get drunk, they go into the woods, they get eaten by hellhounds. They're like, 
We can't hunt the hellhound. He's too majestic and too deadly. The only thing we can do is stop the flow of whiskey. I like this as character building for Huckleberry because uh, he doesn't. His job isn't really anything. Security is is nothing. Uh, and then he kind of just maybe says little joke things. Their version of jokes. And so here he's like, "I'm the drunk one. I I really want to drink that whiskey. I heard the word Kentucky, and now I have a five minute like." nostalgic look back on my my times in Kentucky drinking whiskey. I like what that. I like I, to call my whiskey period. Now, Jeff, our researcher, uh, has to note here, he says, now, something unusual about this critter. He's blue. <laughs> the, the genuine enthusiasm. I, Already, I truly love. we have stumbled across what is magical about this particular episode. There is something separate magical about every Mountain Monsters episode. Mm-hmm. Here, we're going to get into this because... They mention here that the monster is blue, and sure enough, in their rendering of the monster, it will be blue. That is going to be very quickly forgotten. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get into it, because I have a theory about why early on it was so important to establish that this creature is blue, which, by the way, totally invented for this episode. That is not a factoid. I don't think any of the hellhounds are blue, because that would be a ludicrous color for a cryptid or a (laughs) non-cryptid to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Satan, Satan just doesn't even have that that paint. He doesn't like the the cooling colors. Blue is for soothing and creativity. I try to keep uh, angry colors, angry colors in hell. It's a color theory thing. You understand? So he's blue, which which Jeff loves. He's so excited. I do think maybe he sprung this on them uh, because. At the very least, a lot of their witnesses that they go to talk to have not been briefed on what the creature they're supposed to have encountered looks like and behaves like. Uh, Here we establish he's got an extra long kind of mohawk mane. He's six feet long, four foot tall at his shoulders. He's nocturnal. And as they say, he's killing down there. He's killing. He's going into barns. They don't say he's actually killed anybody. Right. uh, They're very careful not to say that. But they got another note because, again, we have pointed out that in the previous episodes, they do not establish that the creatures are nocturnal. They always do their hunts at night and their investigations Mm -hmm. at night, and the witnesses always see the creatures during the day. So, finally, they've said, oh, yeah, this one one hunts at night. That's why we exclusively hunt in the nighttime. It's true. Episode by episode, you can see them get the notes of the stuff we pointed out in the first episode of like, why are you doing it this way? And then one episode, they'll get like, hey, maybe uh, there can be some sort of threat instead of like it exists and you want to kill it. (laughs) They're like, okay, okay. And they're just feeling that out because they're talking about how it's going into buildings now. And that's like a big step, they say. Like, this is huge. Like, it is losing its fear of men, which I feel like it's funny that that a hellhound is being kept at bay by that (laughs) by that alone. Just like. Uh, anyway. It's a hellhound. It's like <laughs> these guys will teach it fear. That's, I guess, what the theme of the show is. Like it, it learned fear and is forgetting it. We're getting soft. We're getting this nanny state mm-hmm. too soft to fend off hellhounds anymore. <laughs> Fucking thanks, Obama. Uh, so Jeff says, back in 1939, moonshiners reported sightings, and so many sightings. In fact, they issued a $200 bounty. But somebody tried to claim it. Somebody killed one and brought in the carcass, but they couldn't recognize it. And then with, again, such boundless enthusiasm and earnestness, he's, he turns to them and says, so that $200 bounty exists today. <laughs> the stakes so, have never been higher. <laughs> <laughs> the stakes are for $200. He could have added like with interest or, or like in today's, or it could have been like with some sort of gold or something. No, nope. <laughs> we're doing this for $200. You go to like the city 
the county bursar? Like, who, where do you go to get to with your corpse, your hellhound corpse? Like, who do you bring it to? I guess the sheriff, right? Anim- animal? No, it wouldn't be animal control. Parks and Recreation Department? The church? Well, I bet it's the church, the clergy. Yeah, okay, see, sense. this is the point. Because as is typical, within four minutes of the beginning of a Mountain Monsters episode, they have raised about 200 questions in the minds of the viewer <laughs> that they will not One answer. One for each dollar. So, so, for example... They say that they people have been seeing this thing since 1939. So the listener uh-huh. is viewers are probably asking, okay, so are we talking about a singular creature that is at least 75 or 80 years old? Is the hellhound right. a mystical immortal creature? Or is this a species of creature this time, at least this far in the episode, they seem to be implying this is an a single immortal creature that was i guess afraid of mankind for the first 70 some years of its life and mm-hmm. just now just these last couple months has started entering farmers barns because it has finally lost its fear of man and as trapper it's says barn once it has lost its fear of man it, we're just counting down the time until it attacks somebody therefore yep. we must murder it yeah. so we're heroes you see you understand we are heroes out here in the night. Never mind the first four episodes before we got that note where we were just fucking finding yeah. Bigfoot and invading his house, <laughs> kicking down his door, breaking his couch. Uh, so they the they have to meet with a witness. So they meet with a, a cattle farmer. Uh, every single job is some kind of farmer or hunter. That's the only thing people do out here. Uh, this is Billy, and Billy heard a loud scream, and he ran out with his gun where he's seen a shattery creature uh, eaten up on one of his calves. Is his words. Uh, he now <laughs> Billy has. He's a local boy. They're all local boys, of course. And he uh, he never had something happen. What this is, which is what he says. So good. Uh, now, when I growed up, I heard him talking about that Kentucky Hellhound. Just thought some of those old boys down there had too much of that home squeezins, <laughs> and was telling one man's get enough of that in him. He'll tell one man's any kind of story. <laughs> so what I. Oh, think and I they, mean they, he's speaking wild Billies here. Yeah, and he was working the crowd too. Like you could see him getting happy. Like he was trying to land this joke, and it, he was getting there. Like they were getting happier and happier as he told the story. They're like, "Oh, he's talking about drinking whiskey." Yes, hilarious. People do say things when they drink the whiskey when lying they drink about monsters. Them home I don't know squeezins. how. I don't know how we can relate to that, but something about lying about monsters is really resonating with this crowd. <laughs> I just like the idea that you squeeze, you squeeze the liquor. Yes. That's what distillation is. It's squeezing the liquor. Yeah, you squeeze it through your sock. It's how, uh, it's how uh, you your whiskey. <laughs> bringing up, bringing up the idea of maybe we're all just drunk in the woods and lying is such a bold move. It really is. Show. <laughs> Shouldn't have even like injected nope. that into the narrative. Like, like that's carry that scene on beyond where they every cut question it. now. <laughs> It's them like slowly chuckling and realizing and then like, dang, can we cut that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like that Billy took a shot at it. He's like, I, I fucking threw a round into my cattle trying to kill the hellhound. <laughs> Didn't work. So, uh, so, uh, Trapper now asks him like, uh, Jeff, Jeff's telling me you had some critter attacks or something. I don't know why we're playing coy with the hellhound. Right. Like Trapper, like Trapper's never heard of it. It's, it's a weird thing to do. Uh, but Billy jumps in with, he's been trying to skin him. So he's trying to, he's not trying to eat the calves. Right. He's trying to skin the calves. He's building I a coat. guess because he's a hellhound and he's evil. 
I figured he was like a fashionista. He was like <laughs> a very fancy. <laughs> I'm just going to make a scarf from the local calves. Got to gotta go with his blue coat. It's fashion course. season for the hellhound. Uh, yeah. And speaking of his blue coat, poor Jeff is going to try to prompt this witness to say yep. that the creature is blue and he won't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they, that's what I'm saying. I don't think whoever briefed him in the very hasty <laughs> process of slipping him $20 at a gas station to walk out to this field told him that he was supposed to be blue. I cannot emphasize enough for the audience. This creature is not a known cryptid. This is invented out of whole cloth for this episode. That means that the witnesses they interview are, they fed them what to say. Right. And Jeff, having already established that this creature is blue, tries to prompt this guy. And, be- and this show does not, they do not do second takes. That's something that's clear. They do not redo things. No matter how bad it fucks them. Yeah. Uh, probably because yeah. they're shooting all of this on film. Probably. Maybe that's why it's all on 35 millimeter. They, they could not <laughs> preserve the atmosphere of cinema. Uh, so the guy, cause the guy's just like, no, no, it's just, just dark, just kind of dark in color. And you can see the disappointment on Jeff's yep. face. Like Jesus Christ. Like the you one thing, because the whole reason you establish its blue color is to separate it from you having seen a dog or a coyote. Right. That's the entire reason. <laughs> yeah. That's the same thing. Why in previous episodes, their eyes always lit up red. It's to, it's to separate. Oh, it was dark. I saw a shape. Then you say, well, I saw it's glowing patented glowing red eyes. Like, oh, okay. That's the whatever. Here, they needed the guy to say the thing was blue. And what an episode to not bring the red eye thing in. Like, it is on their CGI rendering. It has, like, glowing evil red eyes. Yeah. But the Hellhound is where you, is the first episode you hold back? Like, on the the glowing red, we got to dial this one back. It's getting a little unrealistic. I think what happened here is that um, they can understand this guy's dialect of hillbilly, but they can't speak it. So when they're talking to him, they're like, how is it what? The creature was for blue. Like they're trying to talk like him, <laughs> but they're just like they have the syntax all wrong. And he's, they needed he Wild Bill. Confused. That's his role. Yeah, that's the translator to to deep hillbilly to the deep wood hillbilly, <laughs> the folk what haven't been contacted yet, the uncontacted Aboriginal tribes yeah. of America. So uh, this so, guy heard so blue. Billy he's said, like, I ain't gonna buy a blowjob from you fellers. I just want to talk about the dog what attacked my cattle. Did you mean blur? Did you mean to say Blur? Because he was Blur. He was Blur. Uh, <laughs> Willie says he was he was four or five hundred pound, uh, and he was too fast. Couldn't even catch him in my four wheeler. And at that, all of the Ames crew <laughs> makes an unhappy noise together, as though like, "Yep, that's us out. Uh, if we can't take those golf carts, this hunt is over." Yep. <laughs> They're all just like, "Aw." I just thought that was like <laughs> a unit of measurement you use in the woods. You're just like it, a thing is X four wheelers fast. I think it's how they assess whether or not they're the right people for this job. And if you say it's faster than a side-by-side, they're <laughs> yeah. like, well, uh, I got somebody you can yeah, call. Uh, it's not us. Well, this is a little bit of foreshadowing. Uh, they, multiple times in this episode, are going to decide that this creature's distinctive feature is its speed. But the way they're going to establish how fast it is is that it can always outrun a member of their team on foot. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And I am not being mean when I say the top speed of these gentlemen is two miles an hour, except for Wild Bill, of course. Uh, I mean, they are they are waddling back and forth like 
like a water balloon going down the stairs. It's just I mean some of them some of them are are on the heavy side. Of course, uh it's just that the average age of this crew is like 57. Yeah. <laughs> like they're it's, these are some very it's a hard great 57. Problem, the age it's, it's also hard rough terrain. It's always dark. They're they're carrying too many guns. There's a lot of reasons for the slow speed. I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> so my favorite thing maybe in this episode happens next and it's small. Uh is Billy says very regretfully, my cow's just never been the same since it <laughs> happened. And then on cue, there is nervous mooing. Oh, <laughs> like, I fucking love that. The second, never been the same since it happened. And then we turn around and a cow is sauntering up to join the conversation. And they all, that's one turn and assess its body language until they unanimously decide, yep, he's nervous. I disagree. It seemed like such a pleasant cow walking up to say hi. <laughs> <laughs> just put it into the conversation. Just, it was it was witness testimony from the cow is what they got. <laughs> got expert testimony from the cow. Uh, God damn it. I uh, love that decision. Whoever made that decision is yeah, king fantastic. of the show. I really love Jeff when he takes notes because this guy's talking about the dark fur and like he seems sort of disappointed as Jason mentioned. But then he's like, he jumped on the back of my calf. And Jeff's like, Jumped on the back of the calf. Hmm. And then his pencil goes down. I just thought that was so... Something about him writing down <laughs> something back. no reasonable person would ever forget. Uh, <laughs> but also completely useless since... Uh, so we're all make, they're all making it up. Oh, it's just so funny to me. It's such <laughs> theater. It's such theater of taking notes by someone who like didn't go to third grade. <laughs> it's, it's just like a stick figure of a cow with like a little scratch <laughs> right. on his back. Like I got it. Uh, so Billy, that's that's apparently their like ident- their identifying trait is that the hellhound try in the process of trying to skin these cows starts at the back, unlike yeah. coyotes, which would start at the leg. This like springs on top of them and likes to eat back first. That's uh, how you which can tell I guess it's not a evil. big coyote. Yeah, it's very. They evil. hate it. They hate it. It's worse somehow than eating it leg first. Uh, and they they Billy brings over an actual calf with a patch of skin ripped off. And uh, my question here uh, is, do you think that that somebody did makeup effects on a cow or or do you think they met somebody with a fucked up cow and built this, the whole episode around? That it? is this what is, happened. The second yeah. thing that yeah. that's yes. where this witness came from is he had a calf. It looks to me like because where the skin has been, it's very uniform. It to me looks like there was either some sort of a skin infection or maybe it got burned somehow. Yeah. Um, I'm not and a then, cow doctor, but I'd say this was a photosensitization, which is a liver disease with symptoms that look a lot like this. That sounds like a cow doctor. Are you sure? I'm not a cow doctor. I mean, I dabble in some cow doctor. I've, I've pulled a couple <laughs> ne- of uh, uteruses. Your out next of, episode intro. Uh, I also think maybe it was allergic to this guy's monkey saddle. Uh, I, <laughs> it is in the shape of a sa- of a tiny saddle. <laughs> I'm very confident saying it was not a hellhound peeling. I just I, I want to go yes. on record. <laughs> but so I love I love that that the backstory that implies like when they found those coyote carcasses or possibly just one for the for the other evil the devil dog episode. They just find like a weird thing and they're like, let's do. An episode about and then it starts from there and here i think we've identified it they found it yeah. one guy had a fucked up cow and they were like well that's a pretty fucked up cow 
what can we do with that? What can we do with that? It's not like what they came up with is logical in any way. Like it, this, the right. monster survives by jumping on the cow's backs and then ripping some of their skin yeah. off to, for what, and then running away. for what reason? Like, like they don't come up with any kind of logic. It's not like, Oh, it tried to grab it in its jaws and carry it the way, you know, a cat carries, you know, a, uh-huh. a kitten, like trying to grab it and snatch it. And the, the cow, be so good. the cow got out of its grip and it ripped off its skin. It's like, no, it's evil. It jumps on their backs and, Ripsters and tries to skin them. That's why it must die. So this is their prompt on the hillbilly monster hunting. Whose line is it anyway? That they're playing. Somebody in the audience yelled out "fucked up cow," <laughs> and they're like, "All right, it's I guess that's miserable. the whole that's the whole episode." This poor cow like is not happy about this shit on its back. Like when at first I thought it was a special effect too. I was like, "Oh my god!" They like draped a big bunch of meat on the back of this cow, but then you can like see it when it moves, like it's in a lot of pain. And I was like, God, this is fucking gross. Like the whole, the, the show took like a, like a dark turn for me in a way that I'm like, God, this is, I, they should feel bad about this. I don't think they mutilated that cow. No, no, no. I do think they're taking advantage of a mutilated cow. Yes. And <laughs> they're like exploiting its work, its contract somehow. Somehow built a lot of joy out of that suffering cow. And so in a, in some ways, uh, congratulations, but in many other ways, it's it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> in many other ways, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> what's crazy is they. This is a very small. This is a calf, and what's crazy is they all unanimously agree this thing would have to be monstrously strong to do something like that. <laughs> this is the size of like a medium dog. Like yeah, almost almost anything could do that. <laughs> yeah, and Billy puts the cap on it by saying. Whatever this thing coming in here, really starting to tee me off. When he messing with my cast, he messing with my paycheck. And that's your your dun-dun-dun moment yep. of... Ooh, we weren't thinking about Billy's paycheck. I like that Billy is vowing revenge. Like, Billy will be appearing as their guest throughout the... As the, the guest hunter. No, he, he's gone. It's funny <laughs> picturing these people involved just in... Just the act of capitalism. Like, it feels like they're, they eat clay at the bottom of a well to survive. Like, they just don't feel like they participate in society like regular people. So when this guy's talking about his paycheck, I'm like, God, yeah, I guess this guy has to fucking take these cows somewhere and sell them. Like, so you know what a check is? <laughs> You're not an uncontacted you, hillbilly at all. You have shoelaces? I just, I can't picture your day. It's because they always meet them in a fucking field. Like not even a building isn't even in sight. It's like they just woke up in that field and they're like, well, time to get started with my day. (laughs) Every profession is like deer hunter or roadkill smeller. It's just like, it's just about shit you found around. Uh, So we're into our night investigation. Uh, We're we're in the woods directly behind Billy's house. Uh, Trapper says, I know we always have each other's backs covered, but tonight... We really gotta have each other's backs covered. <laughs> I have that exact note with the same pause after tonight. <laughs> a long pause while he searches his brain for what comes next. And accidentally and the said was the same nothing. shit. <laughs> it, was, it was nothing at all. Uh, he does tell them that whatever the hell you do, <clears throat> don't run because if you run, you die. And then they all lock and load, and we've got our action movie stakes. I, I love this. It's never killed a man ever. Like that's established. But I guess that's because no one's ever tried to run from it. They've all, everyone in history knows. 
See, here's the thing. I think even in the absence of the Hellhound, with telling this crew, if you run, you die, I think that's <laughs> true whether or yeah. not. I, I think they could have recorded him saying that on another day when they were just out golfing or something. Or it's just like, now remember, you, now remember, you are not built for speed. <laughs> or power. So they're still selling the that this thing has lost its fear of man. It could do anything when what they have actually sold is that it did not take out a tiny baby cow. Yeah, it failed at that. As long as they don't you know? run and do not have cow skin on their back, they should be just fine. So they found a game trail, plain as day, and then branches snap. So you know, like, oh, oh my God, that it's on now. And Buck yeah. says... Buck's immediate response, despite having been through several of these monster hunts and knows that a, a branch snap means you're dead. Uh, he spins around and goes, could that be a cow trapper? <laughs> could that be Could that be a thick forest night cow trapper? And Trapper, to his credit, says, hell no, there ain't no cow up in this brush. Like, that's a really stupid shit thing to say, even during yeah. Hillbilly Monster Improv, yeah. Buck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, although his implication is, therefore... It must be a Kentucky hellhound. Yes, that's the only other What thing. else could snap twigs like that? I know, a huckleberry snap. That ain't it. It's, <laughs> it's just more a of a groan of first. Noisy hillbillies out on somebody's property. It very well could be the landowner just checking to see what is going on out here. <laughs> Y'all hunting big feats out here? I understand. I do that too. It's boring out here. There ain't not much to do. Can I join? I'll say I've seen something. <laughs> I'll say it's blur. I'll uh, say it's blue. No, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing on thermal. So they're panicking. There's, that's when you know they're really panicking is when they can't see anything, uh, even though they know it's all right there. And then the cameraman zooms in so that you can be sure it's not right there. I did like, love that. How they are. They're all looking right at it. They're like, we are looking at the hellhound. The camera for once is looking in the exact same direction and nothing. Absolutely nothing. I'm starting to think that maybe there's like. This is like a multiverse thing. They've all been sort of, oh, sort of cursed. And yeah, it's a soy sauce thing, is what it is. Soy sauce thing. <laughs> is that how they say the multiverse? <laughs> no, that's from uh, that's from Jason's books. They, okay. They've taken the drug, and now they can see. Oh, of course, of course. It threw across the multiverse into into this dark dimension, or they're just really bad at lying. And for once, the cameraman wasn't fast enough to not point at the monster, <laughs> so it's pointing at the monster this time, right? And uh, Huckleberry very levelly says, this thing's an ambush attack animal predator. <laughs> and we'll continue to pronounce it as ambush. Ambush. Uh, it's, an, it's an ambush is what he's trying to say. But he, ambush. Uh, and it so could be haunting us. He's right. As much as we're haunting it. Uh, and <laughs> it, think, it scares How will he ever catch these noisy fat men yelling at each other? As they as they stomp around, <laughs> staring directly into the ground, it's planning an ambush uh, as though it needs that. Like it could just take one right in front of them. They yeah. all be like, "God damn it, I'm not fast enough." So it's following them and snapping branches, and it scares Buck so hard he accidentally goes ho ho ho. Like <laughs> <laughs> he turns Santa Claus. He turned Santa Claus. He got so scared. Uh, he says. He says, there's something big in that woodpile, Trapper. And Trapper uh, violates the first law of improv and says, no, he's too bad, too damn big to be in that woodpile, isn't he? And then they both just kind of like stand yeah. off over this, this fucked up line yeah, of like. That's a good point. Be more fun if he wasn't there, don't you think, though, Trapper? The joy of these hunts where, again, they do not have a meeting in advance to establish, okay, we're going to go through here and then we're going to run into it at this woodpile. 
it really does feel like they kind of just go out there and just it's like no just riff just just play with me in this space just follow my lead <laughs> it's like then buck tries to improvise an encounter and trevor's like nah he's not over there <laughs> it, it, dude, it happens all the time it happens all the time <laughs> like just no he's up there he's right there no buck he's not fucking it's not fun it's not fun to say no he has an indian bride he has an indian bride <laughs> he learns he gets better at being insistent yeah we'll see we'll see in a later episode uh huckleberry starts getting on to this this tactic uh but for now they're fighting over whether or not he is in this pile of woods uh, and Buck says, there's something in there. So what they have to find next uh, is they move in and there's fresh blood somewhere, kind of near there. And Trapper sticks a hand in and sniffs it and says, well, it's not deer blood. <laughs> like his, his vampire senses. His, oh, that's incredible. He's become one with the night. He can tell you with a sniff what animal that blood is from. I would like to know if this has any, like, a touchstone in reality. Like, if you were to taste different animal bloods, would would you be able to tell? I don't. In this case, he just sniffs it. He he does taste it sometimes, like it's like it's fine wine, and he can tell. But in this case, he just gives it a good huff. Have any listeners out there who have extensive hunting and trekking experience? Let us know. Can you can you tell which animal blood came from by sniffing it? Now, I realize the obvious problem here is that no one on Earth has ever smelled hellhound <laughs> blood. So. To be fair, he just says this isn't deer blood, so maybe deer blood really stinks. Like it just smells like ass, which does nothing as far as advancing their investigation or anything else. Just to to eliminate the fact that it's deer blood, because nobody suggested that it was. <laughs> uh, so there's a nearby shed of as there always is because they're just on somebody's property. They're just like right off, right outside of somebody's house. Uh, but there's a nearby shed here, and oh my god, there's blood everywhere. It's, it's the Hellhound's kill shed. The Hellhound is killing and keeping it in this shed. They open the door. Buck goes, oh my gosh. And then and then we cut to commercial. Uh, what's great about that is that Buck opened the door. So the Hellhound keeps the door closed uh, to his kill shed. I just like the note even to that level. Nobody has thought this through. Uh, what, what did he use? He can use doors now, like the Velociraptors. Uh, so we, we, I think that's where we cut to commercial and we see the CGI model. The CGI model, it looks like, a, it looks like a warg from like the really bad Lord of the Rings games. And it's kind of got this awkward squat with its uh, paws halfway out, like it's dribbling a basketball and about to dunk it. So I think that's a point for Sean's Shaq theory, that, that this is all Shaq in a costume. So uh, they cut back in, and uh, Trapper says, well, this here's a kill site. And they, they bring out some more of their trademark gift shop bleached bones. <laughs> but this time, they've thrown, they've thrown hunks of fat and meat in there, like <laughs> like it's going to be gore. But it's yeah. clearly purchased at like a butcher, hunks of fat and meat. It's <laughs> even for it's them. Specifically, the first thing a hellhound would eat. That's what I would say as a hellhound expert. <laughs> Uh, so, so now Buck joins in on the, uh, on the, on Trapper's superpower, Trapper's vampiric superpowers now, and he can smell it. That's cow. He can smell that cow. It's a full, and it's full grown. He can smell a full grown cow, not a calf. Uh, and this, uh, this old duck blind, uh, is what Trapper identifies it as. He says it's too heavy, uh, or 
the, so he's tipping it over and Trapper's going to go in and prove it. And sure enough, Trapper ducks into the shed and the whole thing starts to tip over on him. <laughs> and this is played as drama, but it's not part of the hellhound drama. It's Trapper almost knocking over a small building because he didn't understand how a duck blind works. Because they're not real hunters. And they all have to like rapidly catch it to keep it from tipping over. And again, it's played like this is an exciting part of the hunt. Uh, when it, again, seems to be a member of the team unfamiliar with basic hunting tools and principles and things that you run into in the woods. They're so surprised by the woods. The woods are like the biggest surprise. What we've really discovered along the way is friendship and the the wonder of nature. <laughs> it's, it's, what they're, it's what they're finding out there. And somebody just filmed it and in a very mean-spirited prank edited it together to look like a show. <laughs> just, instead of them yeah. just playing a playing a fun game. I'm not sure it's even a duck blind. I think this is a child's clubhouse. I think that it's like some poor kid out here. Is, these men are just destroying its playthings. <laughs> so the the hellhound is, is killing and dragging back to this shed like a serial killer. Uh, he's killing the cows on the farms, carrying them back here, despite them clearly saying he's about half the size of the prey. Uh, and the farmers don't know nothing about it. These stupid fucking farmers, they have no idea. All their cattle are going missing. If you went and asked them, uh, do you think a big blue dog did this? They probably wouldn't even know what you were talking about. <laughs> it did what? I'm not missing any cows. I'm not missing any but cows. We, found, you we found all the soup bones out in the clubhouse. <laughs> Gentlemen, you have to get off my property. <laughs> uh, so now Trapper declares that there's not going to be another investigation. The next time they're coming out here, they're going to hunt the son of a bitch. Yeah. Again, it's not clear why this is personal now but it's become personal they they gave that baby cow a really bad haircut and uh yeah they, well, they found that cow meat that in, in what they think is a duck blind uh i feel like you could take some personal insult at that i guess like could, that's, could that that's cow have been insult could that cow have been eaten by something other than the, the kentucky hellhound <clears throat> of course not i don't think so that's no. ludicrous ridiculous so uh yeah with having discovered one cow with minor wounds and one dead cow that was eaten by something trapper says i'm on his ass and i'm gonna get him we're gonna catch him right out here in this farm country in his kill area the pike county hellhound is going down i love their fucking their tagline uh, they know that they're each one i feel like each one is vying to get the tagline that goes in the sort of pre-episode role they do with yep. like the to get you pumped to watch this episode I feel like each one's like, okay, I'm going to say the thing that's going to get in there. The Pike County Hellhound? CGI Hellhound. We haven't talked about uh, the Hellhound itself, the CGI. Like, um, obviously, it's got very luscious thighs. I was fascinated by the Hellhound. It's so so horizontal. It's like uh, someone tried to make an Ankylosaurus and really fucked it up. My notes say... The Ram Man of Coyotes. I don't know if that's useful. <laughs> so you just wanted to light up the Hellhound. You just wanted to roast him. Yeah, I had, give I had this, some Hellhound roast. Give this Hellhound a complex. <laughs> I'm, sad I'm working I on the Hellhound it. roast. There is a almost Greek tragedy levels of pathos in him declaring that this creature is going to go down if it's the last thing they ever do. Because, of course, the format of the show makes that absolutely impossible. Right. It is. It will be the last thing you ever do, is what you almost, almost symbolic in the way that each episode they have to have the bravado of saying, because again, could easily be fixed by them just declaring, 
well, our job is to scare away this creature from these people's cattle. And if yeah. we can, to get document, you know, documented footage of it. They never do that. It's like, no. They tried. They tried to move the goalposts a few times in these episodes to be like, well, that was our job was to drive him away. Even if they clearly start off being like, he he was a wrong to my right. family and I will kill him. They <laughs> try to move the goalposts. Right. Like, the way they set it up, it ends up being more like a coping mechanism than like like yes. a goal. Like they could say we're going to scare it off, but they're like, we're going to fucking kill that thing to get revenge for this insult. And then when they just get clowned by the monster and it like leaves and they go home, they're like, well, I think it learned its lesson. It's just like, no, buddy. That's just, my favorite part of the show is how bad the show makes them look. It's like they're not yeah. in on the show. It's like the film crew is not part of this and it's trying to make them look bad. Because <laughs> it, it looks so bad. It is like the gods have locked them in a cycle of torment for some po- <laughs> for some poetic reason having to do with their hubris or something. All right, so the next day, uh, we have our funky trap building music, which can only mean that it's Wild Bill and Willie's crackhead trap shack uh, that we're checking into. <laughs> uh, so Willie is building a cage out of cheap to free supplies, uh, by which I mean stolen. Wild Bill pulls up in his car, which is a silver... Uh, his- SUV uh, with the badge blurred just because they didn't want to sponsor this episode or appear in it right. like they're a witness. And Willie makes fun of his mother-in-law's him. car. Well, we find that out because Willie puts him on blast. For, like like Sean yes. just blasted that hellhound. <laughs> Willie digs into Wild Bill. It's just an SUV. And he's yeah. got a little fuzzy dice on the mirror. And he's like, is that your grandma's car? And Bill's like, oh, no, no, no. It's my mother-in-law's. And Willie says, that's not the bear tracking machine you was talking about. As though Wild Bill was bragging about having some bitchin' car. And Wild Bill's yeah. like, no, no, that ain't it. And he's got this real petulant attitude, like maybe that was it. <laughs> and he's now ashamed. Yep, he had to make this cover story up. Wild Bill seems genuinely uncomfortable with the roasting of this vehicle. He does. And wants yep. to move on. And I think he didn't know the camera was going to be there or something. There, There's some backstory here. I think <laughs> the, he just thought that car was perfectly fine because it is, because it's just a silver SUV. And now he's getting roasted for his car choice. And Willie doubles down and says, why don't you move grandma's grocery go-getter off to the side? And Wild Bill very <laughs> uncomfortably says, that's what that is. Grandma's grocery go-getter. Right on, bro. And he's just, you got it. Echoing back it. the prompt, clearly shaken, like he loves, he must love this car. I think he loves this car. He is grasping for this sort of like antiquated masculinity that he doesn't quite seem to understand. Like he's like, here's what a man does. He takes a lot of meth and climbs a tree. And it's, it's like, he doesn't, it's not like, <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I don't no, know. That's it's a squirrel. I'm thinking like of squirrels. understands fully. So here he is in a car that he like never occurred to him. This might be a, a grandma's car. And then he finds out and he's like. But fuck, 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 it's not mine. It's not my car. It's not my, like, like, it's just a, a desperate, I don't know. I drive a cool it's car, a, by which I mean a horse. What are we, uh, what are we men? <laughs> yeah. What are we men think are cool buffaloes. cars? And I fuck them. I fuck the buffalo. I, I we just don't, don't I we don't, don't fuck the understand okay. Wild Bill. Oh, we don't. Yeah, not a real. <laughs> ha ha, funny man joke. He, he cannot uh, be understood. He's, he's a fucking enigma. Yeah. They're cutting down yeah. uh, bamboo for this trap. Uh, because it's the smallest and lightest of all natural materials, so the hellhound will not be able to break out of it. Nope. Oh, I went on Amazon and did the math on what it would take to build something like this. Uh, a couple hundred bucks, and it would be about seven to eight hundred pounds, which is, it does not feel 
that doesn't seem heavy enough to trap a hellhound. Again, <laughs> no. as a as the local hellhound expert, uh, I just feel like you need a sturdier wood. He also had <laughs> another reason for using bamboo. Yes, they did. Which is that bamboo? To- bamboo, he says, has no smell. <laughs> and the hellhound has an excellent sense of smell, something that no one has mentioned at any point. Um, and that he sees, so, figures, well, it won't be able to smell the trap if it's made out of bamboo. He won't recognize that it's a trap if it, if he can't right. smell trap, is the implication. Like, trap has a smell. Because this is bamboo, bamboo it doesn't trap. have that right. trap smell. The hellhound will fall for it. Uh, this is... <laughs> Of course, completely insane on every level <laughs> because it's Willie. Willie's like backdoor stealth mania is something else when he starts trying to like, yeah. okay, I'm going to explain the logic of this. And then he just yeah. spins off an alternate world where physics do not behave like our own. <laughs> I love his fucking logic. Uh, he acts like this trap is really complicated. It's a box. It's like almost always a box that's supposed to fall on top of him like a Scooby-Doo villain. And uh, as they're chainsawing and macheteing down the trees, uh, Wild Bill stands up to Crow and goes, Bamboo! Woo-hoo! As though the bamboo is what he's supposed to be excited about. He's just trying shit. He doesn't know what a person is supposed to do in any situation. (laughs) Uh, He then says, spend a night of retirement or two, huh? Trying to bust out of the old jailhouse, huh? Never figured I'd be building one, brother. Like, this is this is what episode seven. You built one at least six times before. Yeah, You've seen it. It's, yeah, although your this main is job on this show. This is Wild Bill's first reference to having done time, mm-hmm. <laughs> and not his last. Yeah, he will from here on out. But yeah, he, so he gave you lots of references to his time in the Marines. Lots of lots of references to his time, you know, doing line work for the power company or whatever. Uh, yeah, and I, whether or not I believe any of those other stories, I do believe that he's been to prison. Oh, yeah. It would be absurd <laughs> if he hadn't been to prison. <laughs> it's just, I like that it's now canon that he's frequently jailed, and and now, even as he's freed, he's often caught in man traps meant for monsters. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just, his life is never, is never fully his own. <laughs> I just won't be free, brother. Uh, so we, we come back to another Felix this time to interview another witness. And, uh, Jeff says, Drew, Drew was our witness spot here, spotted up near his pump station. And the minute it spotted him, it ran toward his house. Like, and the implication <laughs> is that, is that the hellhound spotted Drew, knew that Drew's house was unguarded and mm-hmm. was just like, ha fuck yes. I'm going to go fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm going to go eat his family. I liked this guy cause he said, um, he was scouting for deer season which a hundred percent is country for i was doing some illegal out of season deer hunting like <laughs> yeah. this guy fully confessed on camera to uh hunting outside of deer season they, once again we have like it, I, I picture it like a like those dialogue prompts in video games where you fail it and you roll the dice and you fail right. it because jeff says uh now did it have a main and Drew says, no, it had like a dog head. Just like so, yeah, For the second fucking time rolled again. Fucking roll the three. This is a creature they invented. This is a witness they paid, I hope, or one way or the other, that they recruited to be on the show to talk about the creature they came up with. 
And for the second time in a row, Jeff cannot get him to go along with the description <laughs> that either they gave him or, and he didn't read it or they didn't go into detail enough, but they could not take it back and let him do a second take. And so again, he will not, Jeff tries to prompt him to get, you know, have this cohesive description of the hellhound and he just will not. Just can't do it. Can't convince anybody what the hellhound looks like. Uh, Drew has heard tales of that Kentucky hellhound. And so now he's worried for his family. Uh, He shows them up toward the pump house where he took the video. And he actually has this video camera on him. uh, And they all act like, you're kidding me. I thought this was a strange time to bring this up. Like He's been talking to these guys for like 30 minutes. They go to a second location, and just now he's bringing up, oh, I actually have a video of the creature we're discussing. Like, And they are stunned. Weird, right? Yeah, it's weird, and it takes them all by surprise. Uh, I feel like, God, we, we just glanced off it, because in the Mothman episode, we did have a guy just say, I just took the video on my phone. I just had my phone. <laughs> yes. So, like, this is... So I they mean, live in is- a world with phones. Yes. <laughs> Clearly, he even said, well, out here, it doesn't get no reception. I just but I can still use it for a camera. And they're like, fuck, fuck that guy said. And then they immediately, it just bounced right off him. Cause now they're back to yeah. making excuses for people to have video cameras. Yep. And uh, he shows them the video, which is of course nothing. It's half of a shadow of a big round thing. And they, everybody, it blows everybody's mind. And Buck, Buck looks at him when he's, when he's telling his tale of like, wow, I saw that. I couldn't believe it. And Buck looks right at Drew and says, you definitely had fear in your heart. <laughs> I would have shot him dead. Like he's gonna fucking say shit like that to me outside of my pump house. Like he's fucking Hannibal lecturing him. He's just <laughs> you had fear in your heart. You oh, oh shit! You're right. It's what a hell of a and thing half to say. a boner. Now in this, uh, we, in this improv, we need to circle back on something because in the video, I think watching the video, I watched it a few times. It, I think the guy got a video of a bear. Because it, yeah. it just kind of lumbers away. But because of the exposure of the video or whatever, everything that is black is blue. Like the shadows are blue. So the bear looks blue. This is oh, where the detail where came of the devil dog being blue came from. Is from this oh, one yeah. clip they had that, that they were using. <laughs> um, that <laughs> They had so kind stupid. of a blue tint. And then from that, they they retconned it was blue, and then it never came up again for the rest of the episode. It's never and only to- Jeff remembered. It was just like we got to make this a thing. So they found a fucked up cow and a video of a bear with bad video quality, and they were like, "We can make something here. We can make something out of this." And God fucking I, bless them, they did. I honestly thought it was another Home Alone puppet. It looked to me like someone had made like a giant like cardboard cutout of sort of a shape. And then wiggled it down the hill because the back leg was kind of dangly, not like a animal moving. It, it might have been CGI, but it, it just it seemed so otherworldly in a childlike way. Let's credit them properly. If it was anything, uh, it was somebody throwing like a dead bear over Buck and having him crawl right. around. Like that's yeah. that's the I level of that's would've. what they call CGI. Uh <laughs> so, do, so Trapper says digital effects in the show because when they do the infrared, the few times the infrared tries to show something that's like a creature and not like a dog, I think they are adding it. Although it also could just be somebody standing out there and holding their body yeah. in such a way that it makes I it into the, the right shape blob. So 
Yeah. 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 I think I think they found somebody that needed a few bucks and uh, was like, hold your foot out. That's it. No, that's all you had to do. Like, oh, this is the weirdest five bucks I ever made. But all right. Uh, <laughs> so Trapper, Trapper can't I'll believe take it. Back. Hey, it, ain't, it is not the weirdest five bucks. I got a story <laughs> about that. Five bucks. <laughs> not not for telling right now. Not amongst children. Not amongst television. Uh, but. Trapper, Trapper can't believe this guy survived this encounter, and he says word for word, <laughs> "You're damn one lucky damn man." Uh, <laughs> I just, I love, I love when Trapper gets excited. He just starts stringing together, re- repeating words. So they're gonna. Long story short, what we've established is we are going to set the traps up uh, near this cornfield uh, because uh-huh. this thing wants to kill Drew's child somehow. Like it just knows that Drew's child in particular tastes really good. Uh, yeah, they they so, decided it was it's going to come back there for no reason whatsoever. But the decision to locate the trap there later on is going to pay off in the funniest visual, not <laughs> only in this show's history, which again it keeps escalating, but one of the funniest things I've ever seen in any TV show. But we'll get to it. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> so uh, they're back in the cornfields. Uh, Willie has made his big box. Uh, so now it's Wild Bill's one and only time to shine. It's tree climbing time. Uh, they have to see if the tree <laughs> is strong enough. And Wild Bill says, uh, now this here tree is absolutely dead and will fall over. And then he, ru- he runs right up it. <laughs> he yeah. runs right up it after proclaiming his tree expertise. Uh, because he's well, he a Marine. that first. Yeah, he's a Marine. He's like, the tree is dead, but I am a Marine. And those two things cancel each other out. <laughs> so so I am a tree expert. I climb these for a living. This is going to kill me, but I'm a Marine and I can't disobey uh, orders from a willy or higher. A willy rank or higher. Uh, and then it, it, of course, cuts to him climbing the tree, wrestling with the density of its fresh green leaves. He just can't get past them on this dead, dead tree. Uh, so up top... He gets up to the top and then he starts slashing wildly at branches with his machete and he starts shit talking the branches. He starts saying, yeah. how do you like me now? Get you some of that. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Huh? Just fucking shit lighting up the tree while he's while he's slashing it. I'm pretty sure due to the fiction of the show, he's not even supposed to be slashing anything up there. He just ran up a tree and started whipping out a blade. I think because uh, he's not clear. Wild Bill's in a certain mood. You just send him up a tree to kill the tree. Like that's the only way to burn off that energy. I uh, says that, well, that here's 50, 60 feet in the air. It's like 20 feet tops. <laughs> tops. You can yeah. see it. We can see you up there. Yeah. Uh, just because it feels like, it feels like 50, 60 feet. I know. So Willie's up in his own tree. He gets a, a like a, a distant look in his eyes and there's a, a weird musical sting. And then we cut to nothing in the forest. And he says, I see something. I see something out there in the corner of the field rustling a rustling in a bush. <laughs> he says it. He says it like Huckleberry said ambush. Yeah. Yeah. Suspicious. Is it, do they like maybe not want to embarrass Huckleberry? Like did they cut and Huckleberry's like, I said that so fucking dumb. You guys, can <laughs> no, you no, say, no. can you say it like that for me? Or is this a regional accent? Cause I've never heard that in my life. I, I prefer bush. So I'm happy they're doing it. I, I like that. They actually spot the hellhound. While hanging its trap. This might be the fastest they've ever encountered the creature. (laughs) Even faster. It might be the faster they they kill it because Wild Bill, no sooner does he hear like a bush is rustling, then he grabs a machete and just runs at it head on. By the way, there is a shot of the the bush and it is a crew member laying on the ground just shaking the bush with its hand. Yeah, (laughs) like it's not it's not moving like an animal brushed past it. And it's still like it's like just a guy shaking it. 
that's like why so willie says he's just thrashing the hell out of that bush implying bush. that the hellhound <laughs> is over there shaking the bush with its paw <laughs> they're just like got it in his jaws and like i'm fucking killing this bush yeah. just like wild bill kills the tree it was just inspiring this is i think the show i say don't bother with the trap just give wild bill a cavalry sword just send him <laughs> into the bush <laughs> Send him in there and see Let what he gets loose. up to. Because his run, his run, he's trying to dead sprint across a cornfield, and his run is so funny. He's doing this like hurdle hop with his legs splaying out to the side, like just a a berserker <laughs> <Yeah>. newborn foal. <laughs> he he says, "Afro no marine, I can still get down range, but no, you can't. We're watching evidence of you do that as you say that, and you can't." Uh, and while Bill says, wobbling off his hips, <laughs> says, "I got a glimpse of him. He's a dandy biggin." He can move, but he can put her down the old canyon, let me tell you. It's just crazy that while they're building a trap for this unlikely thing, they see it and give chase to it and almost stab it to death. It's just, these guys are so lucky. Well, also, the creature is nocturnal, as you mentioned earlier, and this is the middle of the day. Uh, so, yeah, kind of weird that it's that it was even up and around, but, you know, and shaking bushes. It's even weirder because their logic is they can't work at night because it's nocturnal. <laughs> After spotting it just now during the day. But now they can't work at night, so they have to take off. Another thing I like about Wild Bill is that you kind of can't tell if he knows he's making the story up. Like, he he must, obviously. He he probably knows he did not see a hellhound. But, like, I feel like he'd try to kill you if you said, I don't believe you. Like, he, he believes this. As soon as it comes out of his mouth, he's like, that's what happened. Uh there's, I don't know. That's, I think that's what I like about it. It's like the, the George Costanza thing. It's not. It's not a uh, a lie if you believe it. And I think he really believes it. In a constant state of tricking himself. Yes. <laughs> Just outsmarting exactly. himself. Uh, so it's time for a new witness, Stu. Uh, Stu has also had an encounter. Now he says he was out scouting out some scrapings, uh, which sounds. <laughs> it sounds like something. Genuinely don't know what that means. <laughs> no, I no no guess. Corn <laughs> scrapings. Uh, like like the I bits that fall yeah. off the corn, and he was he was hoping to make like scraping stew out of it. <laughs> That's why they call him stew, scraping stew. Uh, the crows took off, and he saw it like plow through the cornfield. So he wants to sell that visual of you know the monster plowing through the cornfield, but you can't mm-hmm. see it. Uh, he this this encounter was also not at night, by the way. And then the, then he leaped across the service road, and now this is a big deal somehow that he can jump really high they've already established it likes yeah. to jump on cows backs but they really spend a long time selling this and he trampled himself a little corn path and trapper found its print and he says it's eight inches across like like it's bigger than any other print they've seen it is when a fucking godzilla print i think the the prop guy overdid it <laughs> this is <laughs> it's absurd it's kind of every other one they've ever done though it's just like yeah i guess they got out there with a big fucking cookie cutter with a coffee can and just stamped it into the ground and uh i think it's just because they they're selling it like it's a bigfoot print like maybe they they got that crossed like maybe it's supposed to be a dog uh Stu was concerned for his home and safety too now we've established i think we're using him to establish that like it's okay it's okay to, to hunt this hellhound uh well, I, here's the thing. They ask Stu, the farmer, they, they, they're trying to prompt him, like, well, how scary you, you'll know this thing and how close it is to your home. Like, like, And he, his exact quote, I'm a little concerned about it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff rolled a three again. <laughs> I got a negative two charisma modifier. I'm doing my best. Uh, well, Bill is pumped to kill it. Like, 
this creature's crime is at this point mostly curiosity. Like it, it has tasted a bit of cowback. Uh, it had some some soup out in the duck blind, uh, but for the most part, it's it hasn't done anything. I just want to remind everybody. It's one of their more innocent creatures, the hellhound. Like they forgot to sell the menace of the hellhound. Yeah. Uh, so they finally show this trap 50, 60 feet in the air. It's 10 feet tops off the ground that they have yeah. manufactured. It's way less impressive than they promised. And all the rest of the guys show up and they find out Wild Bill had that sighting and took off after it. And so we cut to Wild Bill saying, had me that old razor tooth saw. <laughs> was going to give him a little bit of that there. He was going to saw it. <laughs> He's going to saw its head off. Slowly, while well, he looks in its eyes, you didn't really clearly see what he had, but he was running out there with a with a handsaw to take yeah. on a hellhound. Just even in fiction, he has this has to end with him being absolutely torn apart. Like they have to, when he dies of an overdose, like they have to say he was torn apart by Bigfoot's trying to yeah. trying to stay trying to ship him with an old screwdriver. Yeah, and you would not expect him to win a knife fight with just a common wolf of some kind. We are here. We are talking about a specific. They've now this thing is now up to nine feet long and may weigh. Yeah. I don't know. It, they have the weight up to like six hundred or seven hundred pounds, and also it's immortal. It's at least eighty years old. It lives longer right. than <laughs> humans do. Um, so again, everything about that is spectacular. But here we get the visual of the finished trap, which is a bamboo. It's a bamboo a bamboo cage ten feet off the ground in the middle of an open field. It, so you could see it from literally half a mile away. If you just imagine, if you've not watched the episode, listeners, a vast open cornfield, and in the middle of the cornfield is a tree, and then hanging from that tree is a bamboo box, just like hanging ten feet off the ground. Like it's not hidden up there. It's it's. And the idea is, you have Willie saying he won't be able to see it because it's up in the air, and he can't smell it because it's bamboo. You're mentally visualizing like, visualizing like the traps that Arnold Schwarzenegger made for the Predator in that movie where it's in the jungle. So his things were up among the treetops. Only this thing's in the middle of an open field. It's the most visible object for miles around. Doesn't occur to any of them. So, so one of Buck's new jobs uh, for the next couple of episodes is to trigger the trap and look really unhappy doing it. So Willie says, all I need is one guy to set it off and I nominate Buck and he looks so miserable. And uh, they do, they set it off and the, the box falls around him, I guess because it looks funniest when they trap Buck. And they yeah, do, they, they trap Buck. So they will all feast for a, for a winter off of this. <laughs> uh, Huckleberry says this, another completely insane thing that I don't think is anything. He says, that trap worked great. Slicker than snot on a doorknob. Yeah. Don't think that's a thing. Maybe this is how you, like, make your neighbor sick out in the country. You, like, blow your nose on their door. It's like a old country revenge. The old Kentucky handshake, we call it. To test if this bamboo trap, which, again, is made of bamboo tied together with rope, if it could hold the immortal 500-pound-plus Kentucky hellhound, yeah. they're going to see if Buck can break out of it. Bye. Asking him to run into the walls of it, and he is going to very gently walk over and hit it with his shoulder. And the entire trap yes. will shake and shift under just that amount of force. It yeah. He clearly could lift it up and get himself out of there if he really, really wanted to. Now, a fourth too. grader could bash through this. Uh, uh, for the few listeners, he grabs it with both hands before he like completes his smashing. Like it, It's more gentle than you imagine. It's not someone just delicately shoulder bashing it. It's... It's like someone like, I, I don't know. He doesn't want to break it. 
He's yeah, trying to not, he he's trying not to break it. But to encourage him, Huckleberry, he tries it once and Huckleberry says, come on now, Buck, put your ass into it. And Trapper joins <laughs> in and says, get a little ass into it, Buck. I think you've changed the tone of that encouragement by rephrasing it as get a little ass into it. Uh, his little run up and shove almost takes the trap apart and you can see yeah. it. Uh, and they, Wild Bill says, you can take a bulldozer to her. Huh? She'll stand up. <laughs> Old Buck went up into her full board, didn't even budget. And like, just, I love the faith in yeah. Buck that implies like Wild Bill looks up to him so much. He's so strong. <laughs> uh, without getting mean spirited we'll move on from that uh so it's time for the final night hunt we always split up here because we it ups the stakes uh jeff wild right. bill and buck are on one team trapper willie and huckleberry are on the other it's the same plan every time they form a two-team pincher movement and try to uh push him through the cornfields into their trap which mm-hmm. I, I wrote this down just on my first round of note taking for it. And it said, oh, they're going to get lost in the cornfields. Uh, just keep that in mind because. Yeah, because uh, something's coming up. Uh, well, so even if you are new to the show, <laughs> listeners are going to, again, question. Well, because they did bait the trap. They put a hog shoulder in there. Uh, we are not going to bring up the thing like what's to stop some other animal from going after it and triggering the trap. It's just part of Mountain Monsters lore that only the cryptid will go for this bait for reasons they will never address it's his, but then the, making, we know he's making a soup it's his favorite ingredient stews, it stews question, down real good the question of baiting a trap and then again letting the monster's hunger bring it to the trap versus their plan which is to flush it out and panic it and drive it toward the trap which here there's no bottleneck it's not like there's something to funnel it toward that cage the, the the logic once again is we're going to chase this thing and come in on both sides and terrify it so much that it's going to go running away and then it will run through the cornfield and for some reason i guess it figures well i'm going to just grab this hog shoulder on the well way through <laughs> while i'm like in mario like you've got to stop yeah. and get get the mushroom on the fly because yeah, it's like well i'm going to need this later I think it's like how when you're out running a marathon and somebody holds out like a cheesesteak for you to get you that good protein energy. Oh, hell yeah. You got to just pick that cheesesteak up and mow it and then you can finish And then a the bamboo marathon. cube so falls around you. He's so scared of him. He's like, I'm going to need that hog shoulder energy to get away from these guys. Mm-hmm. It's a good plan. Uh, so Team A hears something. There's dogs barking. They all have shotguns in what we have already established is somebody's farm. It's just a bunch of people's mm-hmm. farms. Uh, some... This is already, if this was real, this would be resulting in a pedestrian death for sure. Uh, B team finds an old building, which they think the hellhound is like, I guess, living in. I don't know. Every time they find a building, they're like, that's the hellhounds. Yeah. If they Uh, find a building, the hellhound is either there or has been there. (laughs) Willie climbs on top of it to shine his light down on the cornfield and spot for him. Uh, They spot it. It's headed towards the other team, which is always how it goes. And Wild Bill once again runs off like somebody threw a ball in the field and just just gonna get <laughs> murdered. Like <laughs> you skipped over a thing I really loved when they first heard a noise. And on this show, whenever they hear a noise, it's the monster they're looking for. It can't be anything else. And they heard it, and one guy goes, "What's that?" Which I think is very funny because like <laughs> it, it gives is. away the game so bad. Like, why would you pretend it's anything other than the Hellhound unless 
someone was faking a hellhound and you're trying to make it seem like someone wasn't faking a hellhound. I don't know. It it's it's just a thing they do every episode that cracks me up. Where, it where is. Well, it'll also, be like, we, I am the hellhound, and then someone on the team will be like, "Hmm, guys, something funny's going on." We get the growl from their scary sound effects. Yeah. CDs that somebody bought the, <laughs> from the, the B side of a Halloween record. Yes, <laughs> but they didn't bother to get like a canine type sound, like a howl or something that's more dog like. It's just the the same standard growl that they use for everything else. It's just a slide whistle, like when a clown's pants drop. <laughs> if, if you put the needle down in the wrong spot, they're not going to be able to edit that out. They'll have to be like, "Oh, it's the it's the call of the slide whistling foot." We, we, Wait, there is a whistle foot. That's what happened. We'll, we'll get you, clown foot. Uh, so the they ask Bill what happened. It's personal now, clown foot. Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> so they somebody has the audacity to ask Bill what happened, and they get exactly what they deserve, which is so bad that the subtitles kick out. And what I think he says here is he gonna cross that little old that little old load right there. He can row backside. I don't know, no, where he went. <laughs> that's what I transcribed. The subtitles say speaks indistinctly in parentheses. <laughs> they give up. I'm giving it a shot. I'm giving it a shot. I don't know what that means, but I think I I can arrival style pick out words and backwards engineer deep hillbilly from this. And like maybe I could maybe I could speak it. My subtitle said uh brackets speaks meth and brackets. <laughs> brackets methly. So uh now they the whole team, uh, Buck and his team, they're walking spotlit against a, like a brightly lit up greenhouse in the middle of this field that seems wildly out of place. We've been getting panning shots of this, so you know they just had a, an idea. And it was kind of a good idea, which is that oh, they're going to so awesome. walk alongside it, and then the the beast, the hellhound, is going to tear through the greenhouse, and you're going to see this huge shadow like bound across it while they play canned roar effects. It's a great idea. The execution leaves something to desire because you can just see it's like a boxer. Like you can see the shape of the shadow. It's a dog they had run run across the spotlight to create the shadow up, but still very. It, they set up a shot. This is the first time in the episode. It's episode seven. This first time in the series they have actually faked the appearance of a sighting. There's lots and lots of pointing into the darkness, and I saw it. I saw it. And you've had blobs show up on infrared. This is the first time they have staged the sighting of the creature, and this took some time to set up. They set up lights, they 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 framed out the whole thing and storyboarded it or whatever, and then somebody had, I guess, just their dog that they threw probably through a ball, and it chased it across the spotlight to create the the shadow. I actually, I actually really like the setup and framing of this as a horror scene. I mean, I'm sure it's been done before, but I like the the shadow running across. If I could give them a note, it would be not to use a dog with a docked tail because you can see it's a little wagging docked tail as though the devil docked its tail. <laughs> like just as a quick note, pick your breed more carefully. <laughs> don't, don't use, don't use like a boxer or something. I love this so much. It was like a, like a pop-up haunted house. It's just adorable. <laughs> it's It is really, it's heartwarming. So, they, they went towards the cornfield and they, they all go after it yelling, let's go to the cornfield. And like, if this, if this was a game and not being filmed, it sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Someone shouts to the corn, <laughs> to the corn. It's so boyish <laughs> and like cute. And they all get in their golf carts and they start whooping it up because they're having a great time. And Wild Bill gets carried away and he goes, booyah, hellhound. <laughs> it's, it's, 
Yes, <laughs> God, they are so sure they've got him. They're they're in full pursuit. So they found his trail where he went in, and they all run in single file. Not a great hunting technique. Uh, God, they walk through each other's line of fire so much, it drives me crazy. It's so dangerous. These men have never held a firearm, or at least they've never done a, a minute of firearm safety. It's just... God, I do think those are people. real guns. Like, yeah, not loaded, yeah. but I think they're real guns, in which case you still should not be doing this. Like, we have learned this tragic lesson many times. Uh, some sometimes very recently uh so they they soon realize it and they're like well well now we're in the cornfield he could be five feet in front of us we won't be able to see it like it occurred to them too late <laughs> and they ran into the trap uh that that, that the devil yeah. that the hell out set this, for them if this was a horror movie these would be the deadest characters and the audience would cheer to see this stupid fucking idiots die like they're just completely lost Completely helpless and stupid. They are lost in that cornfield. And it took, let me let me check, uh, the second they walked into the cornfield. Zero like seconds. They, yes. not, not, not four steps into that cornfield. Do they turn around like, what the hell? Where are we? We, we fucked up. We really blew it here. The monster starts running past them, buzzing them like Top Gun. Just like, <laughs> buzz, just buzzing them like a Tremors worm. I feel like this is like, and the Super Friends, when the Flash would, like, make a tornado, like, I feel like the Hellhound's trying that. He's like, I wonder how fast I'd have to run around these assholes to make a tornado. <laughs> he might He's well just circling them. Have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trapper says, well, now this is the closest encounter I've ever had with any creature. Giving a testimonial in the cornfield. Yes. Uh, I've had with any creature. That son of a bitch hit me in the elbow. <laughs> it's bad that it clicked him he the touched elbow. it. He touched the Hellhound. And then he he gets them all to play along and he asks the others, so he hit you all? And they agree that it's running by slapping yeah. them like an older yeah. brother, like just <laughs> running by with his hand out and slapping them. <laughs> and nobody's got a shot off. Nobody even tries. It ran off into the woods and they instantly give up. Just, well, that's over. Perhaps for <laughs> the first time, understandably realizing like, well, if if that thing didn't give up, it would have just... It would have feasted off us for many a year. Like it, yeah. would have, it would have hibernated on us. Trapper says that they, ac- they accidentally got turned around in the corn and they chased it in the opposite direction of their trap. <laughs> they Again, make themselves look so much worse than you had to look. In the narrative, they scripted. <laughs> like like they, they had total control of all of this. You yep. could have just said, we got turned around in the corn and it ran off. But you're like, no, we pushed it. In the opposite direction and drove it out into the woods where we would never see it again. We're the worst fucking hunters. Again, they pushed it the wrong way from the one tiny step in the entirety of Kentucky that would drop an ineffective bamboo trap on it. Like it's, there's just the one square inch that the hellhound has to avoid to, to make this trap useless. And it did. It it somehow managed to step on the part of Kentucky that was not bamboo trap. (laughs) And they got lost. Not four feet into a cornfield. Like, they, none of these men have survived a corn maze. They always have to have, be helicoptered out of a corn maze every single time. If they have so, Buck bashes way out and it takes him 11 days. Uh, well, so Willie very sagely says, he lives to be haunted another day. <laughs> like, he thinks he's something you, you get him next time, pal. You can't, you can't lose anything harder than these guys lost this fight against a hellhound. It, it trapped them in a circle of hellhound and then left. <laughs> and then after, after running by and slapping them, 
like like somebody playing Duck Duck Goose. It just <laughs> just fucked with him. Uh, so Wild Bill comes on and says, "Makes twice I try to keep up with him. Nah, ain't happening." And Trapper pats Wild Bill's belly and says, "Well, Bill, maybe you need to push back from that dinner table a little bit." And Wild Bill says, "Huh, maybe I like to push a little closer to that dinner table." <laughs> Uh, they all are the- going to be allowed to all just riff some comedy Judd Apatow style mm-hmm. for a very long time. <laughs> they, they can't settle. He thinks that's the punchline. I don't know what that could possibly have been implying. What he thought that was. Maybe I'll eat more food. And he's also pronounced. I love that everybody's pronouncing it push and bush now because I know they've mm-hmm. said push before. It's yeah. not a thing. I'm not crazy. Uh, <laughs> Trapper says, I guarantee you one thing. Right, here's three guys that have touched the son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Small small victory. (laughs) Scaled the stakes down so much to take what we could. And he says, he caps that off by saying, I'll bet he's never been touched by a human before. Like, that was the goal, to make him fall in love. Uh, Just... They kind of were near it while it ran wherever the fuck it wanted. Like, we did something here, boys. Chase is completely right in that they're... They are allowed to do the riff for too long. So they're still riffing on it. Huckleberry says, well, there again, I don't know if we was touching or he was touching. And he thinks he has the last line because he gets a laugh. And then Willie says, well, I think I was touched. I wasn't doing the touching. And he thinks he has the last line because he gets a laugh. <laughs> and then Trapper says, when you got knocked through that row, you're lucky you didn't get a corn cob up your ass. And like he can feel the fade out happening. And Huckleberry says, well, Trapper, I'm not sure they might be. And all laugh. But Huckleberry, for his credit, has got a very serious look on his face when he delivers that line. (laughs) Yeah, he delivers it really well. If this was an episode of Chips, this would have been the ninth freeze frame. They just cannot end it. (laughs) end it. (laughs) It's not over yet. Because Huckleberry says, well, it's personal now. And Wild Bill says... We never gonna get this hellhound in a trap, but I guarantee we put the heat on him. If I'd have caught that old Mister Hellhound, see if I couldn't have got his old high nail to the wall. And Trapper promises uh, to put a button on all of this. Trapper promises there's three things that will happen next fall: the corn will be tall, the hellhound will be roaming, and we'll be back. <laughs> so it is personal and, and now. Looking at the list of episodes, I do not believe they ever come back to no. try to hunt the hellhound but maybe maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong i like the implication that the hellhound is an autumnal creature uh it only comes out in fall like pumpkin spice lattes <laughs> the new season of fall television hellhounds are roaming it's fall and he wrote a little poem about it and that's that's but, finally gratefully how we close this wonderful episode uh but this is how this is again them responding to something that had to have been given to them as feedback because in previous episodes it was never clear why they were just giving up where sometimes they would give up while the creature is still within a hundred feet of them <laughs> right. they will stand around and declare oh well he got away yeah, we're time to go back home even though we're only 20 minutes from our houses and could easily stay you know just continue this tomorrow or whatever and so he, they, you know, and I had said in a previous episode, all they needed to do was add some lore that this creature comes out at the full moon, where it comes out on the equinox, something so that it establishes like, well, we didn't get it tonight, and now it's going to be gone. And they fucked it up so, so bad they're here, like, it's a sta- it's a hallmark of the fall season. <laughs> it's apple cider. They had never mentioned that. 
there was no there's no previous <laughs> reference. It's only after they got clowned so badly by the creature they invented <laughs> that does not exist. Why? Why did they, they got clowned so by their own imagination so hard that they had to retcon like, well, as we all know. Next fall, it'll be back. <laughs> like, I remember uh, being a little kid and making up games for, like, the G.I. Joes and stuff. I don't think I ever lost one. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, I was able to imagine a scenario in which I won. Uh, but they're, they're, they're not. Even in their wildest dreams, they're getting fucking dunked on by hellhounds. Yeah. <laughs> so what's our favorite quote of the episode? How about Sean? Oh, ambush. No question. Ambush. ambush. I, let me go find the, the full thing. Uh, ambush attack animal predator. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they all just played with that. They're like, we're running. That's our, that's our running gag. Jason, what's yours? Uh, when Wild Bill charges off into the, to the woods, one of the six times he did that in this episode with his shotgun, uh, he screams, Come and get you some of this right in the face. <laughs> like, like any true hunter, he is looking to shoot his prey yeah. in, the face. in the face. And he is looking to scream his battle cry at his prey. Like every time he runs out there during deer season, he's like, get you some deer. And then he starts running at it with a hacksaw. Do <laughs> you think Wild Bill has all these things taxidermied in his home? Just all these like deer and moose with no faces. Like just, just these- mangled to shit. <laughs> I don't often get a deer, but let me tell you, when I get them, I'll really get them. Uh, I think I think my favorite quote of this episode is, get a little ass into it, Buck. Because you have to be a Bigfoot teacher, you have to open up your mouth. You have to be a Bigfoot Be a big foot. <laughs>